and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show. We are two best friends with awful mental health. Yes, uh, sir. Who like to analyse movies instead of themselves because, you know, everyone needs a break. We just need, yeah. Ben, we need a break. But I feel treat like... Yourself. Treat ourselves, you know, just treat talk yourself. about a movie instead of our problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like in the spirit of that, though, but I, I do need to admit the fact that this is a, a mental health check-in and, and ask, more importantly than what we're doing, how are you doing? I appreciate that, bud. Um, my throat's fucked. I'm pretty right. ill. I'm yep. not sure why. It's just kind of come out of nowhere, so that's fun. Uh, but I'm doing good. pretty fucking good. Nice. So I had like a whole rigmarole with my latest job. You did? Change. I yep. left one job for the promise of, well, for another job. Yeah. Was given, you know, like start dates and inductions and yeah. all of this shit. And then it turns out that the, that the other job didn't exist. Yeesh. So that was good. Yeesh. But mm. I got a new job. Very nice. Yeah. So it's all looking up. It's all going well. That's exciting. Yeah. As soon as my throat's not literal ribbons, I'll be you, golden. <laughs> you do sound like you've sucked off a knife drawer. Some shaky needles were getting freebies or some shit, I'm telling you, man. There was, there was something not right, you know what I mean? How are you, buddy? Well, I know you're low energy this week, mate, and uh, I'm going to counteract that uh, by being even more low energy. I've had, in the last 48 nice. hours, about three hours sleep. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to lose a load of weight and murder a guy or start a fight club. Um, it's I'm, I'm just okay. choosing between, like... Christian Bale and the Machinist. I mean, I'd, l- I'd love to lose the weight, to be honest. To Bale and the Machinist type weight loss? Or what are we saying? It's a look, in it? A line is a shape. I could say I'm in shape. But so is round. Round's a shape. Yeah, but I've been that shape for a while. I want to I wanna move on. I want to move on. Um, speaking of moving on, what are we doing this week, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> this week, buddy, we're back with our S. Craig Zala series. We're on Fantastic to episode news. number two. Covering his sophomore film, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Oh, his sophomore film. Oh, okay. His we, we, sophomore we... film. Oh, okay. Oh, his second film after Bone Tomahawk that we reviewed the week before last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, his yes. sophomore film. Okay. His sophomore film. Yes. Mm, yes. I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying you're, you're, stuff. You're skilling up, mate. I mean, you, it does sound like you're learning from Pornhub, but yeah. I'm not skinning up. <laughs> oh, skilling. skilling. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, got yeah, yeah. Skilling, skilling. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like skinning up. Mm, no, that's that's a different me, man. That's a different me. <laughs> that guy don't exist me. no more, man. Uh, so Brawl in Cell Block 99 came out in 2017. It did. It cost $4 million to make. Woo! How much do you think this made at box office, Rob? Well, seeing as his last one made fuck all, fuck all, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess and say we're covering him. You've heard of him. Mm. Uh, generally, it takes a lot for you to hear about something. Um, sure. I would say this one did all right. I'd say this one did quite well. Nice. Okay. Um, wrong, but right? it's a pleasant guess. It right, was a okay, nice. Yeah. The thought was there. It was nice. Yeah. 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 It did $79,000 worldwide. Ooh. $79,000 Ooh. worldwide. You should have just got a loan. Honestly. You should have got buddy. a loan and put it in a high interest savings account. You'd have made more money. Honestly, buddy, me and you could could join an 80 grand loan. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I like, mean, not with my credit history, but I do oh yeah, feel like your the, credit history. All right. the, the quickest way to make 80 grand is to start with 4 million and make an S. Craig Sala movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck if that isn't the best get rich quick scheme I've ever heard in my life do you want to make a quick 80 grand brilliant give me 4 million (laughs) and we'll get it to S. Craig Zahler yeah exactly 79 million is a fucking insult on this film mate 79 mil sorry 79,000 mate you're so used to saying millions 79,000 yeah yeah yeah. sorry 79 grand is a fucking insult yeah it's such an insult you don't know how to say it I must admit I'd I'd not heard of this film at all Mm. um I don't, I mean, I'm not often into... Clearly. Right, clearly, yeah. (laughs) I mean, realistically, that's the sort of money that S. Craig Zahler could have gotten by getting his half of his Twitter followers to go see it once. Yeah, just chuck us a quid. But yeah, I saw this for the first time this week because Mm -hmm. you brought it to this podcast. Okay. There was there was no other reason I would have seen or heard of it. I I saw this very recently as well for the first time. Right, okay. uh, I caved and watched Bone Tomahawk and halfway through that film, I was like, I need to look into S. Craig Zahler a little bit. Maybe there's a series here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I looked into it, he's only got a couple other films. I was like, okay, this could be, mm. you know, like a nice quick thing for the new year. But are his other films going to be as good though? So in one evening, I wanted to watch Bone Tomahawk and then mm-hmm. maybe sort of, you know, see how far we get through Cell Block. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cell Block 99. I smashed through it. And I was yeah. like, fucking yes, we're doing this. And then immediately his third <laughs> film went on. And I was like, this is the best fucking triple feature I've ever done in my entire okay, life. Okay, nice. Okay, yeah. nice. Nice. Well, for the benefit of the entire human population. Yeah, because no cunt saw this. Can we, shall we do the breakdown? Because we're yes. the only two people that saw this and can yes. remember it. Yes, let's do it. You wrote this one this week? Uh, in part. In part, okay. We're a bit short on lie. time this week. We're still adjusting. We're still adjusting to video world, and I've so been, yeah, it's been mad this week. Like it's been like fucking insane. Okay. So, in part, I have written this, and in right. part, so did mostly Wikipedia. Okay, but, I can I can tell because it's going to take about forty eight minutes to read. But let's let's try this, shall we? We can smash through it. Bradley Thomas is laid off from his job at an auto repair shop. When he arrives home, he finds a hickey on his wife. Uh, Those are them bruises you get on your neck when you've been doing kissing and that. Um, His wife, Lauren, admits to having an affair, surprisingly. Bradley orders her inside the house before he bare-knuckle boxes and dismantles her car. Oh, I thought he was just doing a little round of Street Fighter. You know that that level where you just beat beat up the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That's literally, I'm sure that's the reference. I'm sure that's where they got it from. It's like, you know that bit in Street Fighter 2 where like, <laughs> you get to like stage four and you just get to beat the shit out of a car. Yeah, uh, he later discusses with Lauren their failing relationship and proposes a set of fixed terms uh, to fix the marriage that they both choose to abide by. Bradley returns to working for Gil, uh, his dodgy friend, delivering packages, a.k.a. slinging that crack. Oh, that ice. Or that cake. Cake? Isn't that from... <laughs> Brasa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> 18 months later, Bradley and a now pregnant Lauren have adjusted to a better life. Bradley's boss, Gil, introduces him to Eleazar, a new business associate with a task to pick up a package of crystal meth with two of Eleazar's men. Bradley distrusts one of Eleazar's henchmen, Roman, but accepts the job when Gil offers him three months paternity leave. The two most suspicious looking motherfuckers you've ever seen walk in the room and it's like, cool, yeah. you're going to go with them and do a job now. And I'm like, no, no yeah, one. It's obviously going to go wrong. Just look at that man. Look at look at yeah. the man you just told me to do a thing with. Absolutely not. 
he definitely has an FBI tail. Like a thousand yeah. percent the police have seen him and gone, let's yeah, just yeah, follow yeah. him. And you know an FBI I mean? ears and FBI long socks. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> He's an Crazy. FBI femboy. During the job, Bradley realizes it's a police trap and orders Eleazar's men to ditch the drugs. However, Eleazar's men ignore him and exchange fire with the police. Bradley, hesitant to begin with, attacks Eleazar's men. One of the men is fatally shot by the police whilst Roman is incapacitated. The police detain Bradley alive. Unwilling to give out names, Bradley is sentenced to seven years in a medium security prison. During the night, Eleazar's men kidnap Lauren by shooting her in the fucking face with a tranquilizer dart. Was that on Wikipedia? Didn't know you could swear. Uh, in pr- it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit embellished, you know yeah. what I mean? In prison, yeah. Bradley is visited by the Placid Man, a henchman oh, for Eleazar. He's incredible, but fuck, he creeps me out. The Placid Man commands Bradley to assassinate an inmate who was held in cell block 99 at Redleaf, a maximum security prison. If Bradley were to refuse... An abortionist will surgically sever the limbs of his unborn child and send them to him. Should have really put a trigger warning on this. Bradley reluctantly adopts and fights multiple guards in order to be transferred to Redleaf. How fucking intense is that, though? Like, sharp left turn. <laughs> well, right? pop just something saying. on the front. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying, sharp left turn. <laughs> At Redleaf, Bradley meets authoritarian warden Tugs, who demeans him and sends Bradley to a dilapidated cell. He learns that cell block 99 is for society's most despised criminals, your pedos, your rapists, your murderers. Bradley starts a brawl with other prisoners in order to be reassigned to cell block 99. And after he is reassigned, Bradley learns that his assassination target does not exist. Buddy, I want to congratulate you. There were a lot of $10 words in that one. Thank you. And you got through it first time. No mistakes. Like that. First try. Nailed it, mate. You know I mean? Nailed it, mate. First try. Definitely yeah. not been the last 20 minutes. Thanks, During man. the night, a Redleaf guard escorts Bradley to another cell where Eleazar and his gang, including Roman, are held. Roman's the, the big lad he didn't trust. Uh, yeah. They intend to torture Bradley for their amusement throughout his and their incarceration over the next seven years at Redleaf. Bradley ambushes the guards and brutally kills most of Eleazar's gang. Eleazar calls the doctor to carry out Eleazar's threat and harm Bradley's unborn child. Yeah, I toned it down a little bit there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. Bradley Thanks. tortures Eleazar until he calls off the operation. The placid man and the abortionist follow Eleazar's orders and drive Lauren unharmed to Gil's house. As they drive away, Gil retrieves a hidden rifle and kills the placid man. Lauren then takes the rifle and shoots the abortionist in the face twice. Gil phones Bradley to inform him that his family is finally safe. Bradley speaks to Lauren about their unborn child. Now, spoiler warning. I'm always the one to do the spoiler warnings. I feel like such a negative yeah. Nancy. But here, no, like, I'm joining you on this you've, one. Mate. You've not seen this film, all right? I know you've not seen this film. Don't no. lie. Don't pretend you've seen this film. Yeah. You haven't, all right? I know four people that have seen this film. You're one of them, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like... This is a really good film. I don't Incredible. want to spoil I don't want to spoil much about our episode, but I least of all want to spoil this film. So pause the show here. Pause it here. Go and watch the film. Then come back and join us. Because this next sentence, it it spoils it. Mm-hmm. Just to, you've been warned. All right. Bradley then decapitates Eliezer in his cell. Tugs mm. and his guards emerge and brutally, brutally execute Bradley. Now mm. First question, 
I have for you, Ben, after seeing Brawl in Cell Block 99. Why are you like this? Why can't you just why can't you just be normal? <laughs> why can't you just be normal? <laughs> You're the kid in the Babadook, just in uh-huh. the back, screaming. Oh, was that was that your impression of the Babadook mum? I can't I can't I can't remember her voice from the film. I mean she's Australian, but that's that's all yeah. right. That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a pretty fucking normal choice, man. Okay, a normal choice in which a man stomps another man's face into a concrete floor and then yeah. drags that face across the floor oh. such that the man's bottom jaw yeah. flips open like a Pez dispenser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll yeah, tell you the a, sound a f- on that, though. A film in which a man snaps another man's arm like a sort of used Wagamama chopstick. You know you when you're at Wagamama's? Which one? He does that three times. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant which chopstick. I'm like, I do it to both, but... <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie, I, I, I fidget with my hands, do you know what I mean? I'm an ex... I can't vape, I'm just snapping chopsticks. Yeah, fair, man. Fair. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I wanted to show you... I wanted to show you a little bit of my cinema, man. Okay. No one's seen this film. Everyone that I speak to, everyone that I've asked, no one's seen this. I've had to show it to people. Me and my partner mm-hmm. watched it for the first time. It was fucking incredible. I yeah. watched it again recently with a couple of friends. They both thought it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It's this it's this bit of masterful cinema that just gets widely ignored because yeah. it's wrapped in sort of like it's wrapped and branded with hyperviolence and it's you know the exploitation tag sort of I think it unfairly brings it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It, it, it aligns it with like a shit like film. Sh- shock cinema. Not shit films, <laughs> just shock cinema. And a lot of those films well, are Well, I like, would consider shit films. I mean, you consider most films. You consider Elf to be a shit film. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need to rewatch Elf. I, when I watched it the first time, I thought it was shit. I'm aware that my tastes, my my yeah. opinion on Will Ferrell has changed. I used to think he was Good. a loud, annoying Robin Williams clone. No. And now I think he might just be loud and annoying, but in a funny way. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was calf right. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> kind but yeah, of. a lot of shock cinema is not to my taste, and I think that's why I would have do- dodged this. Yeah, like Neo and this is the fucking Matrix, exactly. And this is why I brought it to you because I'm like, look, just because it is part of exploitation and whatever, and it is very sort of mm-hmm. like gruesome and ultra violent in in places. Beneath all of that, yeah, there's an incredibly well written film, beautiful yeah. cinematography, incredibly, incredibly well acted parts by people that you wouldn't think. Of doing those parts, right? And I just thought, yes. fuck it, let's 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 see how Rob gets on. Let's let's dip his toe into the pool of exploitation cinema. If I said to you, do you want to watch a romantic comedy? Yeah, starring Gary Oldman. Oh, I I'd still say no, but I'd be intrigued. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's exactly the opposite. That's the yin to the yang of do you want to watch a gritty crime drama starring that guy from Dodgeball? And Wedding Crashes. <laughs> and Wedding Crashes. And Wedding sorry. Crashes, mate. Yeah, the yeah. other 50% of his hit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, this film, this film is incredibly brutal. You've got decapitations. You've got uh, like arms just coming off. You've got spines being snapped. Yeah. You've got uh, this brutal fight cinematography. You've got so much like just mounds of shit. Yeah. And broken glass and just pulling things oh, out of people. God. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It is. But it's ridiculous. You it have is, to, though. you have to be sat ready for like, 
This I can't, I'm not going to take all of this 100% seriously. Some of this is there so I can go, hey! But that's exactly <laughs> what it's there for, man. That's exactly <laughs> what it's there for. And fucking, let me tell you, right, Craig, S. Craig Zala has done it again. Mm. So Bone Tomahawk, right? This is our, uh, not last week, the week before we covered Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah. Starts out, wonderful story. Very sleepy mm-hmm. little town. Progressive into like a journey. Everything gets like very, very fucking tense, very fucked up. And there's there's glimmers of like glimmers of gore. And then it hits the third act and it's just naught to a thousand miles an hour. Whiplash. A thousand percent. Yeah. Breakneck yeah. speed. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Now it's just gore fest, right? It's like setting the treadmill onto max speed and then just stepping onto it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. You, for two acts of the film, you stand on the treadmill when it's turned off and someone comes along mm. and pushes a button and all of a sudden it's full speed. And he's done it with this one as well. He's got... He does very, very fucking well-written films and characters and then he throws mm. them into the worst possible scenarios that you can think of like early on oh, in God, the film yeah. you've got some some beautiful cinematography just some yeah, just some gorgeous really shots and i know they're like they're mundane shots of like an yeah. auto garage and like you mm-hmm. know the, uh, suburbs and shit like this but they're the way that they're framed is just fucking gorgeous okay there's a scene early on in the film yeah uh it's the street fighter 2 scene right vince yeah, Vaughn, yeah, yeah. massive dude Shaved head, crucifix tattooed on the back of it. He's a fucking monster. He's a giant. I didn't realise how big he was. <laughs> yeah, he's just been fired and he yeah. goes goes to open his locker. The fucking key snaps off in the lock. Yeah. So he rams his keys into the wall. Yeah, then he yeah. goes home, finds out his wife's got a hickey on his neck, sends her inside. She's like, yeah. no, we can talk about this. And he bangs his hand on the car. He's like, get in now. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then he just fucking hadoukens the car. Yeah. I have no idea how they did it because there is a literal one unbroken scene of just yeah. Vince Vaughn fisting a car window repeatedly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. until it's smashed. So I, what he does I, is he breaks the window for real. He pulls the what? he pulls the the um rear view mirror off for, for real. What? He, he breaks the breaks the wing mirror off for real. What? They're, they're all slightly loosened like the, the right? obviously the fucking the hood of the car or the bonnet. As it's yeah, because at one known. point he lift, literally <laughs> lifts the, the hood of the slash Oh, yeah, he, just, for... he fucking yanks it off. So that was like loosely in place. It wasn't like, obviously it wasn't yeah. fucking... because when he threw it, it 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 didn't do the Hollywood like... It, no, it no, literally no. just hit dirt. It's a real bonnet. Like, it's a real it's a car real bonnet. that he just kicked the shit out of for a bit. The, the, the thing that I read was, is that the props department, uh, they, they rigged the car so that Vince Vaughn <laughs> wouldn't get hurt too badly <laughs> I was, now, like, was that was that for insurance purposes or because they just weren't fans <laughs> was it there was a way it was it would have been totally safe they're like nah leave it to leave it up to chance <laughs> just just let's see how far he's willing to go with this do you know what i mean we'll, see, yeah, 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 yeah vince some of yeah. that car is pretty fucking easy to break <laughs> guess which bit <laughs> all right it's probably so gonna we, be the window isn't it boom no boom no boom right. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that exactly that and that's why you're always nice to the props guy yeah but look as a model as a model of show don't tell storytelling which i think craig zala does an incredible oh. job of buddy he's shown just what this guy is capable of and just what kind of man he is he's an ugly imperfect violent man yeah who has the ability to be violent and doesn't particularly do all that well at holding it down so you're like oh god this is going to go bad for the wife till he gets in and he sits down and he has an incredibly calm measured conversation with her Mm -hmm. he asks her 
have you fallen off the wagon? She's like, no, did you? So immediately now with a, with a, with a question that deserves to be in this conversation between the two real people, definitely, I now know something about them without them going, gee, this is just like that time when you were drinking five years ago before you quit because your brother died. It's just a nice bit of natural exposition. Exactly. And he then demonstrates all the ways in which he's learned as a person Mm -hmm. to manage all the stuff that Craig Zala has just shown us. Buddy. It is incredible. He's learned to manage that propensity via violence and ugliness. And it also shows us that he loves his wife more than he's willing to listen to his nature. Exactly, buddy. Fuck me. I love you, Rob. It's an incredible scene. Most of my notes are about Bradley and just how fucking <laughs> thorough his character yeah. arc is fleshed out. Like every yeah, every yeah, yeah. tiny meticulous detail is there on mm-hmm. purpose, right? So yeah. that scene that you're talking about, he is a warrior in a garden. Like what he, what S. Craig Zala shows us is that this man can physically dismantle mm-hmm. a fucking Mitsubishi with his bare hands mm-hmm. and his tiny frail... <laughs> like five foot six of a wife is sitting in a in a room sitting in the house after just mm-hmm. been like fucking around on this guy and all that's going through your mind first time watching this is oh my god she's gonna get snapped into yeah he's gonna he's just yeah, gonna yeah, pull yeah. the top of her jaw off like a fucking mm. coke can you know what i mean it's gonna be like a <laughs> see you later because vince vaughn's a fucking giant i didn't yeah. realize how big he was but then he sits down and he does this very he does the exact opposite of what you're expecting mm-hmm. him to do and it fucking just it hits you in the wrong ways but in the right ways yeah it takes away all all, it takes all the wind out yourselves because like, oh well this isn't what i wanted but then you listen to it and you're like (laughs) oh my god he's such a fucking caring deep (laughs) all right so he's willing to fucking like forgive and move on and he understands that Mm -hmm. he has to abide by terms as as does she and he needs a bit of time to cool down and they've communicated all of this within fucking four minutes and every now and then he's glancing out the window to look at the destruction that he's just caused. And he's like, I don't like, I, this isn't it. This isn't me. This isn't yeah. it. I'm going back to delivering packages. I'm going to get us out of this shithole. I'm going to, we're mm-hmm. going to try again for another kid. We're going to, we're just going to fucking, we're just going to get on because this isn't it for us. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Brawl in cell block 99 can be broken down into three parts. It the, can. The, it really can. The outside, which mm-hmm. is before prison. Yep. Uh, the fridge, which is the first medium security prison that he goes to, and then Redleaf, which is the maximum security prison where Cell Block Ninety Nine is housed. Yeah, the outside is the slow burn, the character development, mm. obviously the world building aspect of the film. Right, so you you it really is. get into like Bradley and his wife, but S. Craig Zahler's got this hidden talent, and I don't know whether it's genius and or psych- right. psychopathy, but it might be both. <laughs> but he, he has this talent of it doesn't matter how long someone mm. is on screen or how little they say, you just get them. Like, yeah, totally. From how totally. they are and where they're housed and the way that the, way the mm-hmm. delivery is, is like given, it's, it's, you get so much from it. And I, I can't figure out how, or why it's different to others, <laughs> but it just is. It's like some weird little fucking magic thing that he's got going on at his fingertips. For me, it's in, he goes, right, this this character has only got three lines. What are they going to say with that? And how are they going to say it? And in what circumstances that informs their character the most? 
He's not he's not yeah. using them. He's using them, you know, there's a prison guard who's a boxing instructor. And so the two or three scenes that he's in are the only scenes he's in. And just yeah, yeah. everyone informs on that guy's character as well as moving the plot forward. At no point in an yeah. S. Craig Zala film is it just the plot being moved forward. Exactly. And that's what makes him fucking incredible at yeah. what he does. But the thing that bugs me about the outside and the thing that hurts me about the outside is, right, <laughs> is do you remember when Game of Thrones was good? Like season one, season two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season three, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you remember when, like, after season one, mm -hmm. you were wary about which characters you got close to because you were like, I'm yeah. not going to see them for much longer because I like them. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Quiet Twitter. Don't let them know we like these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, all right? Everyone, no one go and see S. Craig Zala films, okay? <laughs> oh, good job, no guys. Did. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> but in Game of Thrones season one, everyone was like, fucking Sean, mm. Sean Bean. Seen Sean Bean, yeah. Bean, seen Bean. Of Trinational Treasure Flame. Yeah, and then he gets fucking decapitated and everyone's like, ah! That's what, right? that's what this is. That's it's, it's a comparison to this. It is, it is like that. But imagine if season one of Game of Thrones was called How Sean Bean Got His Head Cut Off. <laughs> okay. You're always kind of waiting. You're like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be this, right? It's going to be, okay, yes. he's going to beat the shit out of his wife. And he's gonna, and it kind of rob, okay. it kind of robbed from the film Are you for on me because I was like, oh, right. Uh, so you're saying oh, that the the title uh, of this film, Brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine, you were like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. he's in prison then. Yeah, so the, exactly. The, the and also, the, it's you. marketed as a prison thing. Yeah, and of obviously, course. you know, I'm not a mental. I know you have to market a movie, but yeah. it's one of the reasons I tried to go in with as little as possible. You know, as, yeah, as yeah, little yeah. of the trailer as possible, because it's like I would have enjoyed mm -hmm. not knowing that he went to prison at all. And then that being like a oh, what moment in the film okay. because when as soon as those Mexican drug runners walked in, I was like, oh, it's this, <laughs> right? Okay, but was it that? I mean, lots of times was no. it that? Like it, it looked so, like lots of times it all right. wasn't. So let's look at let's look at it real quick. So the bit where he finds his wife cheating, sends her in the house, and he breaks a car. Were you sitting there thinking, oh, well, this is how he goes to prison? Yes, but then again he and again and right? again, and he yeah. has a moral moment, and you're like, holy yes. shit, he's actually like a cool, calm, and collected, mm -hmm. you know head screwed on yeah, type yeah, guy yeah, yeah. and then he goes by 18 months and then he's doing a drug deal and you're like oh mm -hmm. is this where he goes oh, to prison oh it's going to be this yeah, yeah. oh the, Me the Mexican drug runners come in oh well, this is going to be it then isn't it but then time yeah. and time and time again what he does is he uses this these opportunities to show you the moral compass of Bradley true and what true, did true. you expecting him to do all of these bad things in these bad situations mm, and, and then him, him show me that he didn't exactly yeah. man like you said earlier show not tell storytelling mm, okay fair 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 exactly fair. bradley though bradley like do you know who bradley reminds me of in this film more than anyone is vincent d'onofrio as kingpin in the netflix daredevil Ooh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, echo yeah. Yeah, 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 I haven't seen Echo, but yeah. I haven't seen Echo yet. I hear it's brilliant. Okay. But um, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin has got this massive tanky attribute. Mm. And it's exactly the same with Bradley in this. Like, he can just soak damage. This is in right? the fridge. Like, when he's in the medium security prison, he, yeah, so, so this is when you get the prison, first look at it, right? Goes to prison and he starts having these physical fights. And you're like, yeah. okay, he's a big guy. But, like, the number of times someone just punches him in the stomach and it does nothing. No. And it's not does nothing in, like, a cartoony way. It's not like it then cuts to him and being like, oh, bucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> it's literally just he then just twats him around the face. Do you know what I mean? Was that your There's anime no... impression? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of anime, mate, right? <laughs> But it's what I'm saying is, is it's not that. It's not those silly, like, 
theatrical fights. It's just two fuckers oh. punching each other. Like a lot of it, a lot of it is is it's like watching Supermax prisoners fight Jason Voorhees. Yeah, I've- that's exactly <laughs> what it is, man. Yeah. So the fridge, like the medium security mm. prison, um, Vince Vaughn put on stupid muscle. He put on he put on mad right. muscle mass. And he trained as a he trained as a boxer for like I think it was like three months. Right. Okay. Because he was like, "There's going to be some fight choreography coming up. Um, mm-hmm. it, how better to like learn how to do mm-hmm. the fight in choreography than if I just go and fucking learn how to fight? Yeah, and then be not good at it, which is like I've not done it for fifteen years. Exactly. But I remember a bit like my character. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. dude. Ev- again, <laughs> every tiny meticulous detail. He's not going to be a professional boxer because he did it a bit when he was younger, right? And then it's just been sort yeah. of like fights here and there. So in yeah. the film when he's fighting the fucking the the prison guard who is the boxing mm-hmm. like coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the head of the the boxing program in the yeah. prison. Yeah. The the guard is like, you know, fucking hands up. His technique's like bang on. He's bopping back and forth. <laughs> fucking Vince Vaughn is just sort of like Windmill. slamming. He's just slamming. <laughs> it's just sort of like if he sees an opening, he fucking ducks. Boom. Yeah. But it's heavy, yeah. slow, damaging. Do you know what I mean? Just damaging yeah. shots. 100%. Body blow, body blow, body blow. And it's like watching heavyweights fight. It's sick. So fucking well done. It's brilliant and it's believable. And I think it borrows from, in a weird way, it borrows from Eastern cinema, right? So there's a thing that is a very famous Jackie Chan thing about the way that the Western directors cut action. They cut on every hit. Yeah. Because they cut on every hit, it makes it feel more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do it because your actors aren't trained fighters. Yes. And so you it's a way of fudging what's happening. You can just cut to the guy flying back. Oh, he's oh, been punched. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're dealing with people who aren't professional. They're not professionally trained, like, pretend fighters. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Whereas if you've got someone like Jackie Chan, he can do that and make it look convincing on screen. But it takes, like, going to the gym five days a week and doing that professionally as a job. Yeah. But once you have that, you can keep the camera still and you can track the action a lot better. So the fights make a lot more sense and are a lot right. more impressive. So when you watch an Everything Everywhere All at Once where they've got the fight dust kicking off the yeah, body, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. To show the real hit. And the slower cuts to show the actual pace of the fight. 100% this yeah. is just a static camera and Vince Vaughn twatting people around the head. But that's the thing, man. He take he takes as much damage as he gives. But you you are right. It's one sort of fucking long... It's one long yeah. shot on just yeah. two beefcakes smacking the shit out of each other. So it doesn't feel filmic. It feels like CCTV. It adds yeah. that kind of... It adds a grittiness and a kind of ugliness to it by the fact that you can recognise and imagine yourself being in the room more because it's not Jason Bourne epilepsy editing. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <laughs> so the the fridge finishes up with a visit from Udo Kier. Udo mm. Kier uh, or the Placid Man visits with his insane fingernails. If you didn't notice them when you watched the film, go and watch it again because oh, they disgusting. are creepy as shit. And it, honestly, it's the most uncomfortable thing in this film for me. Udo Kier's mm. fingernails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it shows Bradley the image of his wife. We're going to mm-hmm. cut your unborn child's limbs off, send them to you. There's a high chance that your child will survive to be born just now mm. limbless, and it will be your fault. Mm. Enjoy that. Uh, he obviously then snaps a guard's arm, kicks the fuck out of a few other guards, gets transferred to Redleaf. And Redleaf mm-hmm. 
buddy, is where we get S. Craig Zahler's signature pedal to the metal, <laughs> zero to a thousand miles per hour. Vroom, vroom, buddy. It's insane. It's insane. But I do, it's a weird one because in, in this, in Bone Tomahawk, there was that real sense of like it was revving up and everything was getting faster. Yeah. Everything was getting more exciting and the stakes were getting higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Red Leaf section, which is, you know, he's he's done the deal. He's got his transfer to a maximum security prison by hideously disfiguring some prison guards. So he's not coming out. No, no, no. This is, yeah, this is him done now. Yeah. It's him done. Right? It's all to assassinate um, one guy that Eleazar once killed. And it turns out he's not even he's real. He's not even right? a prisoner. It's, it's a trap because yeah. Eleazar's in that block and he wants him to get there, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what happens is, as the violence creeps up, mm-hmm. the stakes actually get lower. <laughs> Briefly. Because, yeah. well, no, because because everything, you, you're like, is he going to get out? Is he going to see his kid? Mm-hmm. Is the kid going to be safe? Is this, that, the other? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a slow reduction over the course of the film, mm-hmm. in what his opportunities and what his potential for change is. Mm-hmm. I it's agree. Like the the I agree. walls close in, literally and figuratively. And there's a kind of weird melancholy that washes over me when we get there. There's a line where one of the guys across the hall says, oh, you got a girl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Will she wait for you? And then it pauses on her face and he does the sort of trademark Vince Vaughn smirk and he goes, well... She would have. She would have. And you're like, Fuck and that's the first man. point, you know, where you go, okay, he's, he's going to do a it. thing here. So this and is, and you know, all ch- yeah, all chances of a happy ending have sort of gone, and they were there. There was like chats yeah. with police officers where, like, at any point, he could bring forward information and get a reduction in his sentence. Mm-hmm. My worry with exploitation cinema is always, is that extremity justified? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, is it just being used as a toy to go like, yeah. oh, look yeah, at the yeah, goo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it actually using it to sort of make the story more impactful and lend to character? Yeah. And yet again with this one, I mean, I've only, I say yet again, I've only seen Bone Tomahawk in this. Yeah. But Craig Zahler uses it 100% properly. Yeah, of course Adding to his story. Red Leaf is a rough one for me. So mm. taking that point of using extremity to, to add something to the story rather than distract from it. I feel sure. like it gets hyperviolent the second that his unborn child is threatened because mm. now yeah. he's not just sitting in prison for seven years, doing his time, mm-hmm. getting, you know, coming out and having a family, good yeah. behavior, getting back out to his normal life, three months, you know, getting back to working for Gil, providing for his family. Now it's mm-hmm. uh, if I don't send myself away for an even longer time my wife and child mm-hmm. die because who the fuck am I to trust this yeah. weird fingernailed man? There's no, there's nothing there that's yeah, going to yeah, sort yeah. of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> not looking at Udo Kier and go, I reckon he can pull that off, you know? Yeah, I reckon, <laughs> I reckon he knows an abortionist that could remove a leg without killing a fetus. What the fuck are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about? So the hyperviolence kicks in as Bradley's, uh, Bradley's future gets narrower, narrower and narrower, right? Right up until the point when he finds out that his assassination target is it Christopher mm-hmm. Bridge is not a real person. Yeah. And then at that point, <laughs> his vision is now yeah, yeah. completely fucking narrowed with a single yeah, yeah, vision yeah. of revenge. Revenge, keep Lauren alive, keep baby alive. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the best he can do. Will he ever see the light of day again? No. Will he ever get out of prison? No. Will he survive prison? <laughs> Almost certainly not. But do you know what? Yeah. After everything we've seen of Bradley so far, it doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me that he just fucking throws himself at it without goes, question. This is what I can do that will make change. Exactly. This will make things better and it will cost this. Exactly. But I'll pay that. Exactly. I'm going to fucking dismantle. 
I'm going to dismantle Eleazar's prison ring like mm-hmm. I dismantled that Mitsubishi early on, right? I'm going to take out Roman. <laughs> There's a bit where he literally drags him, drags Eleazar out into the thing and, and is like, these gentlemen here will destroy your prison ring, but he uses a different term. Yeah, he does. I don't want to use on social media. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with the talk phone correct call. Or get your, oh, talk correct God. or get your prison ring That's the destroyed. best line in this entire film. Talk correct or get... Your prison ring destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite scene? Ooh, okay. Because I talked about mine. I spoke about the 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 Street Fighter Two car smashing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the it's great, and then the measured. That's a that's an incredible scene. the The best scene for me comes after after he's killed Johnny. Johnny is the Asian henchman who is like a yes. fucking tank, and essentially yeah, Bradley yeah. <laughs> Bradley stamps <laughs> on his face so hard that his jaw fucking snaps into the concrete, and yeah, he drags yeah. his face across the concrete. The noise it makes yeah. is wonderful. Um, yeah, it is a good good bit of uh, a sound effect. There. Yeah, he he kills another prison inmate that he had a fight with before, and then he he breaks Roman's back or Roman's neck, mm-hmm. but he kills Roman. He snapped Eleazar's leg. Right, he's dragged him out by right. his broken leg, being like, "Oh, fucking talk correct, or these guys will give mm-hmm. you a good what for." That's all great, <laughs> right? And it's a ridiculous yeah. amount of violence to be sort of mm-hmm. like to be taken in in such a short amount of time, right? There's a moment where Eleazar has called uh, the Placid Man and the abortionist mm-hmm. and said, uh, drop Lauren off at mm-hmm. this address uh, and do it quick because otherwise I'm fucking mm-hmm. dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, Elie- Bradley's taken Eleazar back to his cell. He's locked him in the cell and he's got the phone. He's waiting for his phone call. The uh, warden tugs is waiting behind mm-hmm. closed bars, obviously with a few guards. They've all got shotguns. He's got his fucking like magnum pistol out. And he gets a phone call from Gil saying, Lauren's safe. And he's like, let me speak to her. And you get this beautiful scene of Lauren sitting down under a tree and she's mm-hmm. she's chatting away and she's she's all full of hope. She's like, I'm safe. The baby's safe. You know, mm-hmm. we're, uh, you did it. Well you done. You did it. This is thanks to you. Yeah. Let us know as soon as we can come visit. You know, we'll we'll be there as much as humanly possible. Call when they let you. Do you want to speak to your unborn mm-hmm. do- to to the koala? They call it like his unborn yeah, daughter. Yeah. Do you want to speak to koala? And it's this moment where he breaks down talking to koala, yeah. and he lets nothing slip to Lauren. He he knows that he's dead. Like he knows that he is minutes away from mm-hmm. being brutally executed because of everything that he's just done. Right, mm-hmm. and all he can give Lauren is nothing but hope. And he's just sort of like, look, I, everything yeah. is gonna be fine. You're going to be fine. The koala's going to be fine. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to my daughter. He's tearing up a little bit. Yeah. But it's not, there's nothing that's let slip there, man. Yeah. Right up until the very fucking end, this mm. behemoth of a man <laughs> who is literally a warrior yeah. in a garden has so much love and respect for his wife mm. that he's not willing to let her feel a fucking ounce of bad emotion until it's until it's like absolutely necessary. I, I fucking adore that about that. That phone call scene Good. broke me. It's a it's a damn fine scene. Before we rate it, do you want to play a game? I'd fucking love to, buddy. Hit me with it. What are we doing? Right. So uh, I thought Brawl and Soul Block 99. Mm-hmm. I thought well, prisons. I'm sure people in prisons play games, right? Yeah. They must have games. Sure. Turns out they do. Uh, so I have got the Prison Fellowships Quiz Night Prison Round. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, all right, I'm down for this. I'm down for this. This is done by actual UK prisoners. Okay. Um, and we'll, there's 10 questions, but we'll just do five. Yeah, yeah. Who spent 27 years in prison in South Africa for opposing apartheid? Mm, Martin Luther King. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Not Martin no, Luther mate. King, fucking... No. It wasn't. It wasn't Lawrence Fishburne either. Before you say no, that, no, 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 no. Sorry, <laughs> it's this. Uh, it's the Mandela effect. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, mis- oh. I'm misremembering stuff. Hey, oh, hey. is that what it is? Okay, see? Yeah, nice save, Mandela. Nice see? save. Yeah, one had a dream, Blue... one had toilet wine. Okay. I know the difference. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who murdered Jack the Hat McVitie in 1967? And before you say it, no, he did not invent the biscuits. Right. Okay. Because I was gonna say something like Sally Hobnob or fucking. <laughs> Johnny Bourbon. You know what I mean? (laughs) It could have been Charlie Custard Cream. He's a notorious bastard back in the 60s, isn't he? (laughs) Um... He'd get his victims and he'd squeeze them between two walls. Just until they were a bit of cream. I'm just describing Fred West now, aren't I? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Back in the 60s? Yeah. I came here for a fucking shootout. I came here for a fucking shootout with proper men. The craze. Um, the craze. Yeah, yes, buddy. It is the craze. You're right. Good shit. Which of the following list has not served time in prison? Okay. Paul McCartney. Yeah. Stephen Fry. Martha Stewart. Terry Pratchett. Gino DeCampo. Gino DeCampo being this morning's television show celebrity chef. On the yeah yeah on the <laughs> UK only this morning show television chef. Sure. That's, that's the guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Paul McCartney could have done time, but he would have done it by association. It wouldn't have been for anything meaningful or cool or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have just been like, I think one of the other yeah. Beatles. John Lennon's biggest hit was his wife, so. That is, that is fucking outrageous. <laughs> That's actually an outrageous just, just Holy I'm shit. Just saying. <laughs> what, did, what did he do more of? Write songs or? Um, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, Paul McCartney, um, yeah, you're basically right. He, he got held in Japan. See what I mean? Um, There's fuck all there. Touring. Yeah. Um, who else? Stephen Fry. I'm not sure whether he has or he hasn't, but he seems like the sort of guy that would do something of merit, of purpose, with mm-hmm. meaning, that would land him in prison for a bit. Oh, yeah, mate. But ultimately would be worthwhile. 100%. Big drugs charge. Uh, well, there I you believe go. cocaine. Let me just do a quick... Well, there you let go. Let me just do a quick Google schmoogle. Uh, oh no 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 no! He, he nicked a credit card. Oh all right, well, uh, yeah. he'd taken a coat while planning to spend the night sleeping rough, but then discovered the card in the pocket and used it. To be fair, mate, I mean, it's not much. I'd have, I'd have let you have that one. Same. I'd have been like, "What you're going to sleep on a bench? Yeah, mate, use the card. Use the fine. fucking card. Just get a um, premier in. It's like fifteen quid. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what the fuck? All right, yeah. Uh, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart's a badass. I know she's done time. La 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 la. Yeah, she's she's yeah, mid. she she's hangs out time. with Snoop. She's good. Yeah. Terry Pratchett or Gino DeCampo? <sighs> Out of those two, I don't think Gino DeCampo's done time. Wrong. What? He got arrested for burglarizing Paul Young's house. <laughs> Paul Young, the singer, who we've met yeah. and also sometimes listens to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, Paul, sorry for triggering anything for a second there, mate. But also, <laughs> fucking tiny applause for getting Gino DeCampo sent to, sent to prison there, buddy. Well done. Oh, yes. Well done. And now the socially conscious question then. Mm-hmm. How many people are in prison in England and Wales today? Uh, fuck knows. I'm going to say 400,000. 400, oh my Jesus Christ. Ish. 
All right, less, Chancellor more. Palpatine. Fucking hell, what are you sending the people to prison for? Way less, 80,000. Oh. oh, well, that's pretty good then. In, in Ben's world, you fucking cross the road wrong. Prison. Yeah, don't fucking jaywalk. If I'm driving and put, I have to slow your down... recycling in I, the wrong wing. Prison. If you make me slow down the smallest amount for, your, for my inconvenience, but your convenience, prison. Done. Pet the dog or it's prison. You walked out on a date once because she didn't fucking know the name of your tattoo. Prison! Yeah, I did though. She said that she liked Star Wars, saw an R2-D2 tattoo yeah. and then called it like RJ-39 or some shit and I just went and got the train home. I believe when you told me the story last time it was CDDJ. Yeah, some shit. Better. It was just it was ridiculous. <laughs> but I just said, I'm going to go for a piss. I'll be back in a minute and then I just went and got the train home. Never spoke to that person again. I came here for a fucking show. I came here for a fucking nerdy date. Why lie? <laughs> <laughs> what are you rating uh, uh, Brawl on Soul Lock 99? Oh, then? mate. Okay. First off, this entire film is Dante's Infer- Inferno. It's from Clerks. No, you can't. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Dante's Inferno, you know? Yeah, Dante Alighieri, the descent into hell through the nine rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're watching Bradley descend into hell to save his family, like to save his love. Mm. And he's just, he's punishing himself just more and more and more and more. And it's a fucking wonderful, wonderful bit of cinema. Incredibly, incredibly crafted, masterfully written, masterfully executed, seen by literally no one, which is a a crime (laughs) against the arts because it's insanely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... 9.5. 9.5. Easy. Ooh, nice. 9.5. Nice. I'm going to go with an 8. Okay. That's still pretty fucking good. There's there's films that like really tickle my pickle, right? I'm yeah, like, yeah. You know when you're in the mood, you're really in the mood for yeah, some yeah. pizza. Yeah, yeah. And then someone's like, here's ham and chips. And you're like, ah, oh, this is really, really good. I'm just not. Sure. It's not my vibe. I wouldn't fuck it. It's a 9. It's a 9. See? I've talked myself there up to it. There you go, man. Yeah. Great film. Great film. Got time for comment corner? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We've got a couple, uh, right? I've got a. Yeah, well, <laughs> you've been mad excited about this 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 whole fucking. I've sent week, you mate. one, I've, mate. I just strangers, stranger abuse, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Strangers abusing us. I'm like mm, more <laughs> of that. We posted to TikTok about, well, my opinion essentially about Captain America being the blandest superhero in comic books. Yeah, and Saul Goodman Productions replied, "The blandest podcast hosts." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Incredible. The right? blandest podcast hosts was that. That was yeah. incredible. Who yeah, sent yeah. that in? Uh, Saul Goodman. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get I'm that name, sure buddy? What, what that's, Where'd you get that I'm name not from? Sure. Not sure. Wow, that's crazy. You come up with that on your own, did you? <laughs> mm, yeah, 100%. So I've WhatsApped you the ones I'd like you to read. All right. I, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. got it. Right. Okay. So this is on one of our Iron Man reels. It is. <laughs> this is mint. Okay. The Every Movie Ever podcast, yet they only talk about blockbusters and horrors. Uh, Green Room, Kevin Smith, yeah, The Views Universe, Raw, Jurassic Park, Wet Hot American Summer, there's, there's, Lock, yeah. which is literally Tom Hardy sat in a BMW for two hours. Yeah, there's loads of shit on it. Fucking Jeff Boehner, we did a whole series on him. <laughs> Horse girl is neither of those. But continue, continue. He's got some, he commented like four oh, times. Oh shit, there's more. Oh, I didn't even fucking look at these. Sorry, man. Okay. <laughs> so then you've responded to him saying something. Yeah. And then he's put, just try broaden your range. You'd be shocked what you might find. <laughs> is he fucking joking? All right. I'm, I'm going to hold right? it back. I'm going to hold it back. All right. All right. So then you've, you've come back to him with something. 
I can't see the something you've gone back to. But you've gone back to it with something. I, it's literally the list of films okay. that I've like, I recommended episodes oh, okay, okay, that okay. we've just listed. And then he replied again maybe. saying, watch what you want and enjoy it. Great. Just poorly named is all. And then his last one. <laughs> now click on that chat. His <laughs> last one. Not trying to be that guy, but you can hardly call yourselves the every movie ever podcast and only review American movies from the past 50 years. All right. First off, I'm going to click on this. I'm going to look at this because this guy looks about 13 fucking years old. I'm <laughs> yeah. not being funny, mate, but if you're willing to sit and listen to us do a fucking 1920s year and a half long series on silent movies mm. that changed the area of cinema. From Kenya. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to yeah, do yeah. nothing but that. We'll do it just for yeah, you. Yeah. There'll be one listener. It's just this 13 year old is telling us that our name is shit. And you know what? I've got nothing but respect for him because fair fucking play. <laughs> It's going to go far. You know what I mean? The balls on that. It's incredible. Just maybe look at the episode list, not TikTok. You know what I mean? Go Spotify. There's tons there, man. There's tons there. That was Comment Corner. If you want to be part of next week's Comment Corner, just drop us a line on TikTok, Instagram. We're on YouTube. We also have exclusive content available on YouTube, including for this very episode. Yes. So if you are hearing this now, uh, it's almost certain that that is already live on YouTube. No, 100% is. About it's, Brawl on yeah, I launched fantastic. it the same time that you launched this. So go fucking watch it on our YouTube. <laughs> also join our Discord. But guys, thank mm. you so fucking much for hanging out with us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. We love and appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts. We really do. And I'm now going to cosplay society and tell you to do what society always tells you to yeah. do. Which is consume. So I'm going to leave you lesson that cars are beat upable if necessary but sometimes if a man with fingernails that don't look like fingernails tells you to kill someone in a different prison to the prison that you're in he might be lying uh also try and find yourself a fucking a lauren or a bradley because those guys they fucking they had it going man you know what i mean they're, they're, there's shit there if you found your lauren if you found if you found your bradley fucking fair play buddy i think you're weak set Fuck Mitsubishi is the lesson. Punch a car, go punch a Mitsubishi. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs>